Now moving on to segment number five. For season four, episode 10, the theme of lonely progress, this one is veteran customer service. And this segment is about the way Navajo veterans complain about money owed to them, but give a, blah, but give it away to their grandkids while still complaining that the tribal offices are not treating them fair. Now, <clears throat> this is like the... One of the main reasons why I was doing this nonprofit was because um, the first thing I heard of was the the tribal offices are not working with the veterans; they're not helping them. So, and I was like, "Well, what are the what? What's the problem then? What are they running into?" And it's like they're saying, "Oh, well, the uh, tribal government, tribal offices in Winderock are telling the uh, veterans that." Um, they can't help them with EBT or social services or, you know, whatever this and that. And I didn't really, I wasn't really sure what the the Navajo uh, Veterans Organization or agency group was all about. So I, I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be in that situation because to me it was like another form of welfare. And I've, I've you know, seen all that welfare stuff happen and you know, not, not to knock down, uh, food stamps because I, you know, we used to live on them too, but it's just that it just seemed like we could do better and we could do more. And I'm thinking that, oh, well, these veterans, you know, and if, if that's the way the tribe's going to treat them, they should start their own system. You know, the, what else is out there? Uh, a nonprofit. Hmm. What is that? How does that work? And so that's pretty much where a lot of this kind of is based off of. And it's just kind of making veterans look bad to get welfare checks and um, to get um, food stamps and to get all these um, assistance the tribe has. But they never really, the veterans never really have anything to show for it. And, you know, come to find out that a lot of them are just giving, you know, this stuff away to their kids or their grandkids. And I'm like, but this is what you wanted. You know, you wanted, um, you were saying this is, you know, what you were after, what you were asking for, that what you were entitled to. And now you're just giving it to your kids and their grandkids. And, you know, they're not even doing anything themselves. They're sleeping all the way to like, 10 to 12 noon, you know, and, um, they're not even being out there. They don't even have a job, you know? And so I just kind of saw that as very contradicting once again, you know, and then they were complaining about the customer service saying, this is how people treat you when you go to Window Rock. I, for the most part, I think I've got like maybe about a good 80%, uh, good service, <laughs> a decent service. And the other 20% was, um, I believe I was too nice, too nice walking in there. So I think that the customer service, the people behind the glass or behind the counter, well, before the glass of the uh, pandemic, you know, or pandemic, 
um, that's when, you know, you could go up there and they could help you out. But, um, there's only been like one major time that I really got after this lady in front of everybody because I was trying to ask her because my sister went through, was going to get some assistance or something. And I was trying to ask, when is this thing going to be over? When are they going to see her? What's going on? Why is it taking four hours? You know? And basically I was just getting tired of waiting. So, you know, I was just, I just wanted to tell my sister, Hey, you know what, you know, let's just cut it off and, you know, you can come back over here some other time and, or maybe schedule an appointment. Maybe that'll be faster. But the receptionist, this fat older Navajo lady, it was so goddamn ugly, man. She kind of looked like that, um, uh, excuse my beauty guy from, uh, cops that show when he got arrested um, shit, I don't remember his name, but anyways, she looked like him, but an older, fatter, ugly version, I guess. Anyways, in the end, uh, she said something and then she had the nerve to give me an attitude like it was all my fault. So it was just kind of everything just kind of bubbled up and boiled up inside me. And, um, she, she says, why are you? why are you coming back here or something, man? I can't remember. It was a real stupid question that just made me more pissed. So I said, cause you're pissing me off. I told her. And then everybody got all quiet. And then she goes, well, sir, you need to leave. I said, good. I don't want to be, you know, working with you. I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I, I, the last thing I remember was because you're pissing me off, you know, afterwards, um, I guess the main, the main supervisor lady of that office area, um, she, she said, I guess by that time she happened to meet up with my sister and she's like, what was that? She's like, oh, my brother got upset. And so she said, what happened? And, you know, so basically we had to write letters. And for me, when I wrote my letter to give to that lady, this was like the next day we were going to give it back that evening when we came back, man, I really went on a rant for about two pages and I was writing about how this lady was unprofessional she might as well quit. I mean, obviously she can't handle the, the pressure and got her fired, you know? So that was the, the way I understood customer service to be working is just to keep your cool, you know? And then maybe like I was thinking if I were to work behind a desk, some type of a, um, reservation, um, customer service guy, and, you know, there'd be like, um, like, cause I already deal with my mom, you know, when she gets all pissed and everything. So if there's an older Navajo lady that comes in and all pissy and, you know, I would just tell her, you know, yes, I will help you right now. You know, let's go find out what's going on. And, um, shit, I'll take that lady to the back room and I'll be like, Hey buddy, you know, why aren't you helping her, man? She's, she's getting pissed and agitated. And, you know, that's not, that's not, that's not a good look for our department or whatever, but also, the other thing I take into consideration is that, um, you know, if that lady gets really upset, then I'd say, I'd say, you know what, this is a professional place. You don't need to be uh, cursing, lady. You know, you don't need to be using profanity. You know, come back tomorrow or come back in a few days when you calm down. I, I will help you, but not in this state that you're in because you're going to piss me off. <laughs> I'm going to throw your ass through the window. So anyways, um, that's where I was kind of always had that thought of customer service in mind, 
you know, just to make sure the customer is always right, you know, that type of uh, mentality. So when they made me vice commander for Clagato Veterans, I was just like, um, well, how can I improve this position as vice commander? And doing the nonprofit route, it definitely, definitely made me see, you know, customer service in a whole different light. But unfortunately, you know, I can't always help out these veterans if they say um, they went to the Winter Rock um, or the Fort Defi or the Sabinito Veterans Office and they didn't get any assistance or a uh, help from housing. You know, something like that. I, I, I'm not in charge of those guys, man. Um, uh, the vice commander is just a title. But what I'm doing is establishing, you know, a service, a customer service organization that can get things done quicker and faster and be the, the trendsetters for others to follow. And the other one I know that, um, was really, um, a really strong supporter of what I was doing was, um, help veterans. They started a nonprofit, which was pretty cool. So, um, as far as I know, they they had done um, progress with their veteran cemetery. And off of I-40, if you drive through there, you can see it looks pretty nice. But um, I, I basically inspired them, possibly. Uh, but they did have a lot of my notes when I, when I would give them out at these agency meetings of how to do a nonprofit. So I'm not hurt or jealous. I'm very honored that they listened to me and they, they pursued it. So I have nothing re but respect for those guys. And, um, if, um, if anything, you know, they, they can do whatever they want, but since they are a group that can get things done fast, I look at myself and I'm like, Clagato veterans nonprofit only has one guy and that's a native ravager. You know, the native ravager has to go out of his way and go to these other places and get flyers and stuff like that done and, you know, print him out and email him, fax him and all this stuff. And excuse me. So I look at Hulk veterans as my competition. I was like, why not? You know, all those guys working together, they're, they're moving by leaps and bounds, you know, but for myself, I'm only one guy. And I'm like, well, that's my competition. A group is my competition. Let's see what I can do as a as a lonely leader, um, and also with um, heartbreaking success. Let's see what happens. But um, for the most part, I I don't I have nothing negative to say about them as a nonprofit group. They are actually progressing forward and. The fact that they listen to me and they use my own notes and uh, my my poster boards that I put up, you know, that's a great real that's a real big uh, you know compliment for me to me. And so when um they when when they do their stuff, I don't know how they do as far as customer service goes, but um, I do kind of see it as competition. Like a, like a friendly competition, not nothing that where I could just talk trash about them, but you know, it's just kind of like a friendly competition where I see, well, let's they've done this as a group. Let's see what I can do as by myself, you know. 
And it's kind of kept me away from, um, you know, just the typical veteran nonsense that, you know, the gossip part of what goes on. And that's why I don't really listen to that, that dumbass idiot that was, um, that was in charge as far as being a commander goes for the agency. Um, and all that other excess noise that was going on, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear it. I, mostly I was just like, all right, it's between me and Hulk veterans, you know, the nonprofits, let's see who gets the most done within the year, you know? And, and I, I believe, you know, they're, they're doing what they need to do. And, um, and for me, you know, I'm just like, you know, that's cool. If they beat me at like creating more events or more causes or completing things a lot better than me, then that's fine. But, um, the other one that I'm not really proud of is the one where that Gord Dance Pow Wow Association came up and they were looking at me and they were saying, well, you know, we want you to be a board member. And I, like I said, I knew I, I wasn't going to get paid. I wasn't trying to do it to get paid. I was just doing it to temporarily have um, someone come in and, uh, you know, take over after me. But since that nonprofit didn't really want to listen to me the way I was explaining things and the guy wanted to actually use a certified public account uh, in a, a CPA and you know there's a lot of other um pieces to this nonprofit where you got to pay like some uh not fines but you just got to pay for the services to last another year again Anyways, uh, so you don't get taxed, you know, so there's all these other stuff in, in between, but, um, instead of that guy doing it the way I'm doing it, having another company do that part of it, he spent his own money and got a CPA and got a lawyer and all this stuff. And he was spending more money than I actually did. And, uh, when that Gordance powwow event happened, he didn't even name drop. Well, not so much me, but the Clagato Veterans nonprofit because it was a nonprofit that paid for his portables, his porta potties, and it was my um, it was my commander who was uh, pushing for it, and I, I was like, Nah, dude, man, just leave it alone. He goes, No, you gotta, you gotta do that so that way, you know, it makes us look good. And then he didn't even show up to the powwow. I didn't. I didn't go to the powwow. I was in in, in the vicinity in Gallup near uh, Red Rock Park, or Red Rock State Park, whatever they want to call it. Um, but I just didn't have the time to go over there and check it out. But I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we'll we'll see where he, what he does. If he doesn't introduce us, I'm stepping down. I'm like, well, shit. You don't want to recognize what I done for you from with my nonprofit? Then the hell with you. But if you acknowledge me, then yeah, I'll, I'll do my best to keep it going and have you become more, um, more well-known through that. So, you know, he didn't bother to mention us. And, and from what I hear now, people want their money back from that dude. Like the ones that helped out, uh, pitched in for that um, powwow. And, you know, after that, I just never heard back from him. And I was like, good. So I just deleted his number off my phone. So I was like, you know, you know, you're, you're Mr. Know-it-all. You go do it then. So for me, I was just like, I got to get back on Clagato Veterans, man. I got to focus more on us. So that's why um, 
this whole thing about having customer service is really an important part, I believe, because if you get people to kind of understand your organization, your situation, or if you're running a business, you know, that customer service, man, that, that is really crucial to how you're going to have clients versus how you're going to piss off somebody. And then, you know, it, they might be coming after you to get rid of your, um, your business or whatever you got going on. So that's why, that's why I'm making this podcast all about, you know, the, um, lonely progress. You're going to be a lonely man. You, you, this, that's just the way it is. You know, you, you, the friends you start off with, they will turn on you at some point, like what happened to me. So just be aware that you can't go into business with family and you can't go into business with friends as, you know, the rule of thumb, as people would say, you know, the best thing for you to do is make business partners, but you got to find a like-minded person. So when I'm done uh, with the Clagato Veterans Nonprofit and I dissolve the whole thing, I could be available for a team up, you know. Um, I kind of done it before with the uh, Gordance Powwow group, but even then, man, I was like burning out and their times of the way they were doing things was just really not the best times for me. And, you know, a few times I legitimately forgot that I was a part of that group. So we're like, Hey, why aren't you calling in? I was like, um, Oh shit. I was like, uh, then I text back. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm getting on right now. I just came back from a uh, town or I was in a bad service area. You know, I was like, damn man, fuck, I forgot about these guys. So, um, that's why, you know, it is important to um, really stress on customer service, I believe, because if you don't got customer service covered and you just kind of uh, do things thinking that people are going to give you money, they're going to catch on to that and they're going to they're going to hang you out to dry and they're going to be talking crap about your business or your nonprofit or whatever. And that's why, you know, I'm just like I said, I'm just trying to pass on my personal experience what I've learned so far and, you know, hopefully it, it will help you out as far as listening to this goes. And if not, you know, maybe you can uh, save it stored for later. Maybe it'll be relevant somewhere down the road, but always know customer service. That's um, something you can't really screw around with because it's definitely uh, a part of how business is conducted, how it's being taken care of. And if you just go around thinking, oh, well, you know, I provide a service and, you know, people are going to give me money in order for me to get to that next level. It's not really going to happen as much and as often as you think or as you would like. So and just know that um, the the way veterans do things, you know, they need that example and I'm trying to give it to them. but. I'm doing it in a way where I'm not shoving it down their faces. I'm doing it by making logos, putting it up at the offices, uh, making those brochures, leaving them out for others to read and follow. I'm doing it by having a podcast. I'm doing it by working with my own community in Clagato and doing these fun runs and trying to show people it can be done, it will be done, but you just got to be persistent. And not only that, but 
just don't have that limited uh, mentality where you just limit yourself and say, oh, well, I can't do it the way the native ravager does. He's probably, you know, paying people off on the side to do things for him. Hey, man, I'm struggling too is all I can say. But um, anyways, so let's go ahead and um, end that conversation right there. And we'll jump on to the last one of the night. This one will be setting the standard.